Zidane. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Michael is back in time, or is he? Oh, fabulous goal. Fabulous goal. What a fabulous goal. Would you believe it? Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast, especially for this summer's all-important European football tournament, Euro 2020. My name is Charles Commons and every day throughout the Euros, I'll be joined by two of my best friends in football podcasting to cast an eye over the fun and games of tournament football. So without further ado, let me introduce you to, first of all, Danny Brothers and Neil Edgerton-Scott. Hello, Charles. How are you? I believe we're the, your only friends in football podcasting. By the way. How come we're only your best friends in the footballing podcasting world? So outside of football podcasting, we mean nothing to you. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely hate you. Yeah, right. that is that is exactly it. Yes. Noted. It's off to a good start. <laughs> if, you've ever, if you've ever heard us before, uh, you'll, you'll recognise our voices from the um, amazingly named It's All Cobblers to Me podcast, where the three of us, for our sins, are all Northampton Town fans, and we started the Northampton Town podcast Oh, nearly three years ago now. And we've decided that for this summer and for this summer only, we're going to turn our allegiances away from club football and look at internationally and put all of our weight, and that's a lot of weight, <laughs> behind England and the Euros. Isn't that right, Daddy? It is, yeah. Especially lockdown weight. There's, there's been a lot of it, to be fair. <laughs> um, um, slightly higher standard to what we're used to, hopefully, anyway. But, um, it's also fair to yeah, say we, we turned our backs on club football probably back in September. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Very, very true. I love a good tournament though, Charles, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Do you know what? This is this is the bane of my footballing life. So I, I don't know about you guys, but to give you all a, a sense of how old we are, I mean, the first you know, tournament that I can remember watching like every game and being really suckered into was Euro 96. It might have been, or it could have been World Cup 94 had England actually bothered to be half decent and make it. But no, the only time and the first time that I really paid attention to tournament football was Euro 96. I do remember World Cup 90 a little bit, but I certainly wasn't you know, completely into it and watching every game or anything like that. And I think, to be honest, ever since you're in '96, everything else has been a bit of a letdown. Well, even yeah. <laughs> even the the infamous semi final run a few years back in the World Cup in 2018. I, I I don't know. You know, I was thinking about this before. I still think that that tournament. In terms of watching England, it wasn't very exciting. I actually put, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who is oh, very a real, young. A real uh, friend, no doubt. A real friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who, um, who, who, who was one at the time that Euro 96 happened. And I, I, I basically said, so the height of his entertainment watching football is, of course, World Cup 2018. But I don't believe that we've ever really been entertained watching England since we beat Holland at Euro 96. I think every single game other than that, we've never hit those same heights ever again. <laughs> you, you're, you're completely wrong. 
<laughs> five one in Germany, Charles. Five one oh, in Germany, yeah. Jeez, oh, that Argent- oh, the France ninety eight Argentina that game oh. when Michael Owen scored that goal. I know we lost, but yeah, but we lost that, didn't we? And David oh, Beckham did a little soft kick. <laughs> it can still be entertaining, even if we lose. I mean, hell, I mean, we should be used to that, right? <laughs> Yeah, but entertaining football wise, I mean, I mean, entertaining in other measures, isn't there? You can en- you can measure football in other ways or entertainment in other ways. I will learn how to speak by the time that the tournament actually starts. I promise. What about when we beat the mighty Trinidad and Tobago? Oh, was that oh, was Peter that the Crouch one where pulling Peter the hair? Crouch, yeah. Yeah. Peter yeah. Crouch pulling the hair. That was entertaining. <laughs> Who was the, whose hair was it? He pulled. Was it um, Stoke City striker? What was his name? Oh, Kenwin Jones, was it? Was Kenwin it? Jones, yeah. Was he Trinidadian? I don't know. <laughs> Is that the correct term? Great start. <laughs> Welcome Kenwin, to the Euros podcast when we talk Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> he was Trinidadian, you're right. <laughs> Trinidadian. Was he, Trinidadian. That Trinid- was he that Trinidadian man? I don't know if I'm honest, Danny. And it was the World Cup, so it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I think you're right, there, Charles. This is Euros only. (laughs) I think in terms of like pulling the country along with us, 2018 was the closest we've got in Russia. And for people of our age, Euro '96 was the thing that kicked off football. Pinnacle. It was like the the halcyon days of Euro '96, and it's going to take a lot to defeat that ever. Much like a year later for for our club it's going to take a lot to to beat that. So it's that whole year for me was was absolutely mental with Euro 96 and then the the Cobblers winning at Wembley was was it. And that, that's what transformed a lot of people's love for football and, and of our age. So it, oh, yeah, we, right, there's going to be a lot of misty-eyedness on this pod, especially when we're, we're watching <laughs> like Ukraine against whoever. I'm not sure. I know I think you were talking about Euro 96 transforming a lot of people's love for football, but the way you worded it sounded like John Frayne's last-minute winner after mm. a very drab nil-nil, <laughs> nil-nil game transformed everyone's opinion. Oh, everyone's, yeah, yeah. Everyone watching that game that day. They were like, they're on the brink at Euro 96, but when John, <laughs> stepped, when John Frayne stepped up, that was it. If you're not a Northampton or a Swansea <laughs> City fan, then you won't have a clue what we're talking about. But basically, YouTube. some people say that Euro 96 was what kick-started England's love of football. It wasn't. It happened a year later at Wembley, didn't it? <laughs> we, we generally actually thinking about it. Euro 96 was was the... Although the Euros when... Was it was it in Portugal when when Rain, Wayne Rooney was on fire? Oh, he got mad, didn't he? Uh, 2004. Yeah, was, was that when we, we... Was that Ronaldo's cheeky wink? Uh, no, I can't remember. It was when we lost to France, wasn't it? 2-1. Oh, yeah. Zidane's uh, free kick. Yeah, and then Rooney's got a couple of games. Was it Croatia? Yeah, well, it was um, basically it's when he exploded onto the scene, wasn't it? Mm. We don't do very well in the Euros, actually, do we? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if, if, you've ever, if you've been following us on the Twitter, then Danny has been doing a great job by doing... Euros flashbacks is is that right, Danny? You can call um, whatever you like, Charles. And um, yeah, I think pretty much everyone we're up to, I think Euro '96 is today's one, isn't it? So um, we're uh, up to 1996, yeah. and and literally every single one before this has either been Danny starting it off with "Look away, England fans," or England we're weren't in this one. No one here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like the, generally the quality of the Euros is better, isn't it, than the World Cup? Um, there's less teams, though, isn't there? I think. There's less teams, I think but it feels like it's more difficult to win it. You know, North Macedonia are in it, right? 
I do. They, yeah. And Scotland. Isn't this an extended <laughs> tour? Don't you right. start on Scotland jokes early. No. Wait, <laughs> wait till after the game for that. One of the things that I've absolutely loved, though, through your looking back at previous tournaments, European Championship tournaments, is some of the stats that have been thrown up. So um, somebody won it on a toy cost once, didn't they, Danny? Well, they got through, I think, from like the group stage, I think, on a coin toss because it was matched and everything else. Um, wow. I think, was it Italy? I think maybe. Top of my head. But yeah, <laughs> imagine that these days. <laughs> like, it was literally done in the dressing room and then the bloke just Give ran, us a out, chance. ran out the tunnel and celebrated. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this podcast isn't just about England. So yes, okay, we're all English. Yes, we're all England fans. Um, but we're, we're not just another same old, same old England podcast or even European Championship football podcast, are we? No, you can go and listen to much more um, educated podcasts than us to go and find out whether, I don't know, Harry Maguire's head was marginally keeping somebody on side or any of that sort of analytical out the stuff. Self. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to concentrate a little bit more on the the more sort of sublime side of the game, the funnies. Um, so, for instance, we're recording this immediately after England's amazingly entertaining one nil win over Austria at uh, the Riverside Stadium. The one thing that we all noticed from that game, well, two things. First of all, there was a steward who looked like he'd got one of those sort of se- those those magazine spy kits. Oh, he looked like he was hilarious. playing a real-life game of Guess Who. <laughs> that was, uh, was it Terry Kearney who tweeted that originally? Yeah, I, I gave so. him his due because yeah, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was amazing. More of that, that's exactly the kind of thing we want. Like, So if you spot anything during games, get, get that into us. Oh, get it in. Get, get it, it in. Where are get we? it in indeed. And, and a special... 2020 to me. Go on. Uh, and a special uh, mention, the first bit of commentary wizardry of Euro 2020 has got to be Sam Matterface talking about exotic footwork. Which reminds me, exotic footwork. Did you ever used to watch when you were younger? You might be careful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Did you go there once, Neil? But yeah, it hold on. <laughs> it's a dangerous Google search. Um, a, a TV show, I can't I think it must have been on ITV maybe, a kid's show called Tell The Hurricanes. Five. The Hurricanes. Oh, that? yes. Yes. They had, it was very stereotypical now actually looking back, but they had a Brazilian, I think it was, in their team who didn't wear boots, but he, had, he did have exotic footwork. Oh, it was incredible. You've gone to Brazil and you've managed not to ask the question that you try and ask every single week on our own <laughs> Cobblers podcast about Pele. I'm saving it. I'm proud of you. I'm saving it. <laughs> it's uh, probably the most um, interesting thing the ITV commentary team said during the night. Did oh, you see gosh. the bit? Did you see the bit when? Because Trent Alexander Arnold looks like he's probably done his hamstring, isn't he? He's probably out of the tournament already. Before after all started. of that, after all of that, throughout what the last four weeks, where everybody's been up in arms over the fact that Gareth Southgate might leave Trent Alexander Arnold at home for the Euros, in what was pretty much what the last four minutes of the. Yeah. penultimate friendly game before the tournament starts he kicks the ball and as he's putting his foot back on the floor he does his hamstring and that's it gone the, the, the best bit of it all obviously it's disappointing he's injured we've got about 407 right backs though so we're going to be fine 
But the, the way- I like the way that in the first half, Kieran Trippier was like, I know I'm meant to be playing left back, but I, I want to play right back. And I'm going to prove to Gareth I should be there by playing at right back. Well, I think he will be now. But the, the yeah, the, the the ITV, I don't, I'd much prefer to watch the games on BBC if there was an option. Obviously, there wasn't. But they did oh. a, a slow mo replay of Trent Alexander Arnold walking around the pitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and honed in to try and lip read what he was saying. Lee Dixon was having none of it. It's speculation. <laughs> yeah, speculation, mate. Absolutely speculation. none of it, Lee Dixon. He did not want any of that nonsense. <laughs> he don't like any of that, does he? It's, well, it's, it's the right back, you know, it's the right back looking after a, a right back, isn't it? Yeah. Like the goalkeeper's you know union. Goalkeeper union, it's the right back. What would mm. that be? Fraternity. Fra- oh, a fraternity. Fraternity, Ooh, of, right fraternity backs. of right backs. One for the USA listeners. That, like a murder of crows, just like. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> what, what I liked the most about that was when because he got booked for it ridiculously. Yeah, he? he got for booked reasons, did. Like, for being on the pitch. <laughs> for being on the pitch. I mean, and I then there's, there's this, <laughs> there's this proper like League One, League Two moment where this, uh, one bloke just shouts, you don't know what you're doing. And that's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like typical lower league England football chant just brought out there all that needed to happen then was the crowd to reverberate into the chant of wanker 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 (laughs) (laughs) that would have just summed it up (laughs) seven thousand england fans being typically english get the the fans back in be good (laughs) it'll be good fun (laughs) it's a year's worth they said (laughs) (laughs) sorry middlesbrough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those i mean when i've been to watch the cobblers in previous years we've done that thing of when especially because normally either it's a very drab boring game or we're getting thrashed so you 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 start watching the game and you start looking at the advertising hoardings and, and then making up songs and chants so like you might have uh uncle joe's mint balls and, and just start singing <laughs> One Uncle Joe, there's only one Uncle Joe, and his mint balls, and things like that. Um, <laughs> Remind me never to stand next to you. <laughs> you started that one, I'm sure you did. <laughs> You're not going to get that probably. in the Euros, though, are you? There's all going to be like a oh, Gazprom well, yeah. or whatever. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll all have a life what is description to Gazprom. Oh, idea. What is it? Does I'll anybody tell- actually know what it is? Is yeah. it gas? I'll tell you what Gazprom is. What do you what do you think it is first? Well, I presume it's gas, judging by its logo and the fact that I think they say something like the the advert before the Champions League final says something like heating the Champions League or something like that. It is, in fact, the largest supplier of natural gas to Europe and Turkey. Oh, Russian, Keen in the Russian majority <laughs> state-owned multinational energy corporation headquartered in Saint Petersburg. So there you go, Gazprom. That's knowledge. That. Mm. This is the type of knowledge that you can just (laughs) pluck out your head. (laughs) Great knowledge. Should we have the argument about whether Russia is in Europe? No. No, Russia's in Europe. Is it, though? More in Europe than we are, to be fair. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Let's not get me started on that. Brexit. (laughs) I I view Russia a little bit like the Eurovision Song Contest views Australia. What, invited, but only because they're scared of Nobody really wants them there. (laughs) But they're included. <laughs> it's a bit harsh on the Australians. No, well, the, the Australians you know. tried to force their way in back in the nineties with Gina G. That's for the Eurovision Song Contest, not the yeah, European not Euro- Championships. Yeah. <laughs> Euro ninety six. Hey, two up top. 
Speaking of which, who's going to be performing the, at the opening, opening ceremony, do we think? Do we know? Or? Oof, oh, is, I don't know. Where's the opening ceremony? Where's the opening That's a game? great question, because it's everywhere. It, is it? <laughs> is it? No, no I mean, up. the Euros is everywhere. Oh, right. So yeah, it must oh, be right, in Italy, okay. right? I'd assume the first game's in Italy, so. Opening game, I'll, I'll tell you what, live which is on the pod. Italy, this Turkey. is well prepared. So this is this is a proper insight into what the next what month is going to be, which is going to be <laughs> us not preparing for the podcast whatsoever by looking up things like, you know, where is this game being played or what actually, you know, who who does William Defoe play for? I mean, he's an actor; he doesn't play for anyone. But you know what I mean? Or just a random name, and yeah, not knowing anything about it. This is exactly what will actually happen: is that we'll just Google it live during the recording and i'll fill while one of them does it phil neville ridiculously coming up with silly names or or saying something utterly ridiculous and by the time i finish doing it hopefully one of them will have actually done the googling for me and can come in and interrupt me with the actual answer neil how are you all right it is in (laughs) it is in rome (laughs) yes it is Um, in rome Famously, where, do you remember when we got that incredible nil-nil draw and uh, Ian Wright? Oh, oh yeah. Again, that was the World bullshit. Cup. But yeah. That was the World Cup, yeah. I didn't even it go to Ian Wright in the end. Eight o'clock in Rome. Uh, Andrea Bacelli, Bacelli. Get him in there. Ooh. That's your guess, is it? Get him in. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, that's, uh, that's no knowledge. Have you actually, Just have you it's... also Googled, Neil, what the opening ceremony act is? Oh, no, but I can't. I mean, are they even having an opening ceremony? Because... Of well, COVID, etc. We've waited we a year. Oh, there'll be an opening ceremony, of course there will. Um, I mean, just be some like official from from well, UEFA, the Champions League final had it. Marshmallow Man, didn't they? <laughs> Who's a DJ? Before you start thinking of the Stay Puff from Ghostbusters, <laughs> that's exactly what I was talking. Thinking. <laughs> Could you imagine there is, that? that? There is an opening good. ceremony. There is. I oh. can confirm there is an opening ceremony. I can't confirm it- who's going to be there because oh. I haven't got time. And I can't be bothered, oh. so we'll find out. Um, oh, it will just be Black Eyed Peas or something, won't it? However, <laughs> do you, for a point, can you remember who was at the Euro 2016 opening ceremony without Googling it? Oh, where were we for that? Uh, I don't know where you were. No, no, I mean, where was it held? <laughs> I've not got to that bit yet, am I? Where flashback. was Euro 2016? Where was Euro 2016? France, it was in was France, France, yes. Yeah. We didn't do very it well. It was France. Right, okay, yeah. No, I know. Well, we don't really, do we? Was um, it? Um, that wasn't the Robbie Williams one, was it? Uh, he might have been there, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. Will Young. Will Young? <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will bloody Young. Um, was, it, was it a band? No doubt. No doubt. The Venger Boys. It was not a band. <laughs> it was not a band. Okay. Susan. Was it Alexandra Burke? This is exciting podcasting, isn't it, right now? It is. <laughs> I'm going to give you the answer because uh, I'm getting bored. It was David Guetta. Oh, oh yes. Guetta him in. I think it's Guetta. Is it Guetta? <laughs> Guetta him Yes, right David Guetta. Is it not Guetta? No, it's Guetta. Oh, so the U's silent, is it? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I That's guess something so. else to look forward to over the coming month. Mispronunciation of names. <laughs> Mispronunciations, absolutely, yes. Um, one thing that I'm particularly looking forward to is that, Neil, you've got a friend um, called Wes, haven't you? <laughs> An actual uh, friend, yeah. He's not just a podcast friend. He's a real yeah, friend. Not just a pod- he's a real friend of yours. Uh, or is he just a colleague? I don't know. No, no, um, he's a full-on... He's a, hey, hey, he's a full-on friend. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 
Well, he's going to be giving us a, a, a stat or a fact of the day, isn't he? Every oh, single day. He is. I'll tell you what, he gave me one earlier while we were when we were on WhatsApp. <laughs> A a stat. Stat. He gave me a stat. He gave me a stat. Good. Um, while we were watching the England game, he... Gary Cahill has got more England appearances than Gareth Southgate. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Little little, little hint of what's to come. <laughs> yeah. It exactly goes with that. There's going to be a delivery of a fact and we're all just going to go, oh, that's nice. And then we're going to move on. <laughs> that is basically it. Um, should we talk about England? And should we talk about their squad selection? Oh, Gareth's squad. Four right-backs. I mean, obviously, it's only three now because Trent's decided he didn't want to go. That was the big two. I mean, do you think he's taking too many right-backs, potentially? I mean, there's more right-backs than there are Peter Crouches in that squad. I mean, we've got a plethora of right-backs, right? You know, we... Good word. Plethora. Oh, I've been reading the dictionary today, boys, in preparation. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think we've got enough right-backs to cover the loss of... Trent Alexander-Arnold. If, in fact, he's out, hey, look, we might wake up tomorrow and he might be absolutely fine. Who else have we got right back? I know I just said we've got a plethora. Who have we got there? <laughs> yeah. Former yeah. Northampton Town defender Kyle Walker, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kieran Trippier, yeah. who oh, was yeah. playing left-back against Austria. That Chelsea one. Rhys James. Rhys James, James, that's it. So we're yeah. going to be all right. And, we, and if, if Alexander-Arnold's out and he wants to keep four right-backs, then you just bring Aaron Wan-Bissaka, right? I don't he think he can, though, the... can you? Because he wasn't in the provisional squad of 30-odd. What? So you can't just bring in anyone? You've got to stick to bringing in someone from that? I think so. I think yeah. so. Apart from goalkeepers, I think you can bring in keepers, as many keepers as you want. But As oh. many as you want? How how well, many you know, times think... do you have to run out of goalkeepers <laughs> before exactly. you get to Exorhampton <laughs> and Derby County defender goalkeeper <laughs> Jonathan Mitchell? Come on. You said we'd have a summer without that chance. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> I yeah. think maybe... What we could do, we haven't got another left back apart from Luke Shaw, have we? Uh, Benny Chilwell. Benny, Benny Chilwell. Benny Chilwell. Benny Chilwell. Danny, best mates best with him. Best mates. <laughs> oh, oh, Big Ben. <laughs> Big Ben. <laughs> ben Chilwell. Who would you play then? Ben Chilwell or Luke Shaw? I'd go with Luke Shaw, personally. That's because your partner supports Man United, though. No, well, no, it's not because of that. It's because I actually think that he's had a very, very good season. This isn't to say that Ben Chilwell hasn't. Not Champions but League, I, I is think... he, Charles? How many, how many Man United games have you watched this season? <laughs> Enough. Chilwell's <laughs> mm. mm. a Champions, Champions League Chelsea winner, games. Ben Chilwell. Charles. Yeah, but come on. I reckon I'd go Chilwell purely on the basis. Slightly better hair. Yeah, that, that, yeah definitely. Actually, while we're talking about hair, who's who's got the best hair in this England squad? I'm going to go straight in with Jack Grealish. Oh, doesn't he look like he from a '90s boy band? Oh, but he looks amazing. <laughs> he would fit right in with NSYNC. He would. You're right. Or Bros. Oh, <laughs> more '80s, aren't they? Bros. Yeah, potentially more '80s. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone There's Mings not- has got a good barnet on him. There's yeah, a great yeah. deal of good hair, is there? Like Pickford's grown is a bit, isn't he? You know, you know that um, that picture that always does the round has turned into a meme that was of Harry Maguire at, at the World Cup, sort of stood there talking. Was it his missus? And he's got oh, one he's arm on the, there, yeah. the banister leaning in, and everybody always goes, "Oh, I've told you about the time." Blah, blah blah. That's the kind of hairstyle that Jordan Pickford now has. The kind that where he would lean up there against you know what, talking Harry Maguire's to missus, trying to chat, <laughs> just trying to chat up a girl. That's the kind of hair he's got. Mason Mount's got good hair, hasn't he? He's got well looked after. 
Yeah. Mason Mount's the type of guy that you just want to take home to your parents, isn't he? Is he? He's got that he's got that look, isn't he? Yeah, I mean I'm not sure he's wanted though. It's not what you told me before. <laughs> oh dear. Reese James, um, he's another he's got another another one with good hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Um, I do feel like. Do you remember earlier when we were talking on WhatsApp during the game because it was that boring? I feel like we have essentially used all of our Euro twenty twenty one puns for players in a space of about twenty minutes. We did go through them, didn't we? So, um, what did we have? We had remind me. We had a uh, 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 rice, rice baby. When, <laughs> that was it. When Declan Rice, rice. Scores. yeah. Uh, we had uh, Jack Squealish for when he he squeals and tries to get a foul. We did. He, he got he got fouled a lot again, didn't he? Is, is he the most, most fouled player in the Premier League or something as well? Yeah, for the second year in a row. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it just like this season. He's been in the Premier League for the last two years, and he's been the most fouled in both. Just quickly talking about Jack Grealish. First of all, Sam Matterface told a lovely little story about how when he found out he was being given squad number seven, he phoned his parents. That was a lovely, lovely little nice. story. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then uh, what I really liked was the fact that, obviously, because the, the number seven shirt is you know synonymous, isn't it, with, with a number of football clubs. So Man United, for example. Here we go. You get given oh, the number again. seven. Here we go. And obviously, <laughs> you're in a long Here line of great number sevens to have worn that shirt, including, you name, know, name, Best name seven, Charles. Name, name seven? Yeah, go on. What, Man United ones? Man United number sevens. Uh, Best, Cantona, oh. Bex, Ronaldo. Bex. There's four. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Who else has worn the number seven? Who wears it for him at the minute? Um, Cleberson. Who? <laughs> Cleberson. Eric Jamba. Cleberson. <laughs> Cleberson <didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> Juan um, Veron. Juan Veron. Brilliant. He was number four, I think. Luke um, Chadwick. Did he wear? Did he get close to seven? No, he definitely oh, didn't oh, wear number oh, seven. So, no. But anyway, you know, the, the point is, is that with, with clubs like that and with Liverpool as well, like Kenny Dalglish wore number seven, didn't he? But with, with, with England, it is just David Beckham, isn't it? And then Sam Matterface went to name lots of number sevens that have played for England and just sort of went like David Beckham and then stopped <laughs> <laughs> and didn't have any more, didn't have anywhere well, else to go. Other people it. must have worn it. It's not like we just I think Kevin Keegan number wore number seven. I think Kevin Keegan wore number seven for England. Oh, back maybe. when numbers meant something, that was. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And we still do that, right? You look at the you look at the squad numbers that have been dished out to England Shit. players. Synonymous with England, isn't it? That one to 11 is basically the starting lineup. Nah, not anymore. Do you not? No, those, not anymore. Most times have gone. Now people can wear whatever they want. <laughs> 72, get him up front. <laughs> Stuart Downing once wore the number seven for England. <laughs> Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing. Stuart Downing only ever got in the England squad because he was left footed. If he was right footed, yeah, yeah, no so chance. That was oh, the left sided left sided problem, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Then Stuart Downing. That we had comes for along. about 12 yeah. years. Yeah. 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 Stuart Tried everyone there, didn't we? Yeah. Even Paul Scholes, bless him, had to go out and play left wing. Yeah. Lee Bowyer's wore Just, number seven. David Platt. David Platt. That's Platty. That's a that's a good oh, Platty, one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Remember the Gazza wear? Did Gazza wear ten? Eight. So, yeah. Eight. Eight. That was it. Yeah. 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 Lineker was ten, and Sheringham at Euro ninety six. There's my knowledge ah, coming yeah. to the fore. Yeah. Squad numbers with Charles. 
<laughs> Boring <Brand> spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to squad numbers with just oh, can't wait for number eight tomorrow, John. <laughs> Did we want to mention how France yet again decided that they were going to use a handball to their advantage no. against Wales? No, I don't want to discuss that. No. No. <laughs> oh. I tell you what I hope this this tournament. I tell you what I hope happens that Wales absolutely crash and burn. Uh, more or less than Scotland do. I think Scotland's a given, so uh, if anything... I mean, we have just alienated um, two-thirds of our possible listenership in the United Kingdom. Well, that's okay. They're the two smallest. They? <laughs> <laughs> He's setting herself up. I think Northern Ireland might have something to say about that. Uh, I don't count them. But... All right. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm not happy. I don't like Wales at all. Scotland, you know, I know that you're supposed to dislike them for being... Scottish, Scottish, and the old rivalry and all that. But yeah. Wales, they got a bit too big for their boots last time, didn't they? Yeah, but we beat them. We did beat them. You, you don't have Mark Webber on your back. But in you, their are you, place, are you remembering that they got further than us? Well, I'm I'm choosing to ignore that. <laughs> we beat them. That's well, all that matters. They they finished above us in the group. Good for them. Whoop de doo. Didn't get even to the World Cup the following two years later, though, did they? No. There you go. Look, I'm just <laughs> saying, me and Wales have got beef. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, this is what it is. So, uh, basically, nonsense for the next four weeks from us three and a few other fa- uh, faces. You won't see any of us, which is probably a good thing. Voices. You're going to hear from a few other voices, all content creators throughout the Football League, which is uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, we're going to be really, really looking forward to bringing you a daily, that's right, daily podcast in the very near future. Tony Starting Daly. On, Tony Daly. <laughs> starting on Saturday. In there. It's a right back at me. <laughs> starting on Saturday and all next week where we're going to be building up to the opening game of the Euros, which is on Friday, the 11th of June. Um, we're going to be going in and giving a preview to each of the groups, which I believe there are, is it is it six? Six yeah. groups. Thank you. I was able to work out. I nearly just sort of went, there are F number of groups, um, but that would not be a number. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start off on Saturday with a preview of Group A. Sunday will be Group B and so on. I don't need to spoon feed you uh, with how this will work. And then we'll have a... For, what like, what are we doing? Like, It's not really a full-on tournament preview, is it? On the day of the... Uh, the the opening game. That's more of a. Uh, it's, we're we're going to make a few predictions and. That's it. Yeah, doing a few, a few songs, maybe predictions. Oh yeah, and we've got. Don't forget the. Um, we've got our Panini sticker five aside tournament that we're going to be doing, or our fan. Is it like it's going to be like a fantasy thing, isn't it? Using five picks out of a packet of Panini stickers. That's exactly what it'll be. Yeah, we'll, well, we've we've got two packs just because. We, shinies. Yeah, Shinies, yeah. Team Where'd you put a shiny? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pick, pick out the entire France squad as a, as a team photo. <laughs> <laughs> You're well in. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it's going to work here, but we thought we're going to each draw, uh, pick out blind two packs of Panini stickers and uh, play some sort of fancy game with it, yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, and uh, don't forget, please do go and follow us on Twitter. It is at Euro2020. That's Euro and then 2020. 
to me t-o-m-e we could have made that easier i'm thinking now that i've had to spell that out but anyway uh go and follow us on the twitter and join in with some of our fun do make sure that you go and tell all your friends about us and hit that follow or subscribe or whatever it is that people want you to do with podcasts these days and we will then be here every single day for you uh, throughout the euro starting this saturday and um, we'll see you then thanks very much for joining me danny it's been a pleasure uh, it has been an absolute pleasure charles and i look forward to more of this sh- 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 shenanigans yeah, shenanigans yeah for the rest of the Lovely. tournament and neil thank you as well for um unmuting yourself to say goodbye <laughs> goodbye Thank you.